Welcome to Go Into All the World. Now here's your host, Gary Griffinhagen. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Start off with a good news story of my own. Uh, I have a podcast now. We put it together. It's called Go Into All the World, of course. It's right now on Apple, of course, iTunes, and then Spotify. And I believe there's another site. So if you get a chance, please plug in. And of course, it would be nice because you can hear it at different times if you're not like listening at 1230 on Saturdays to this program. But God bless you guys. And again, thanks for joining me. Uh, I want to start off with what I call an encouraging story today. You know, I, I teach a class at the church I go to, New Creations. Uh, and the business manager there, um, she's part of the class. She kind of helps out a little bit, and we kind of co-teach at times. But anyways, she uh, she had to go to Macy's one day. Just kind of ran out of a, a few groceries at home. And she was getting in line, and just, just a few things she had. And she was putting them on the cart, okay, or, a little conveyor belt thing or from her cart to the conveyor belt and she kind of noticed the, the the guy ahead of her who's kind of a younger guy she had a, had a big mask on and suddenly he started like pulling back groceries or the clerk was going should I include this and yes and no and he got to some kind of tootsie roll lollipop and no and she kind of realized okay he must not have enough money to pay for the order uh, or maybe all the order so she said you know I'm, I'm just going to pay I'm going to offer to pay and she did and, uh, you know, the clerk kind of looked at her like, she said, she, Gary, this clerk was like totally shocked. You're going to do what? You're going to pay for this? Are you sure? Or some things like that. So again, she was very, very surprised. And she said, well, yeah, but I'm going to, I'm going to make sure the customer's okay with it. So she turned to the guy, and, um, the business manager, I should say, and turned to the, the guy and said, hey, is it, if it's okay with you, I'm going to do this. Well, guess what? He was totally shocked too. So she'd just gone to the store, kind of not so much a last-minute thing, but I think they just ran out of a couple things at home, her and her husband, and she just kind of run over there, so it wasn't like a big planned trip, but she just kind of moved, if you if you would, or God kind of moved through her, and she, it's one thing to be, how should I say it, it's one thing that's very important to be cognizant, to be aware of other people and aware of the surroundings, and that way we're not kind of caught up in our own lives or caught up in ourselves. And You know, God says go into all the world, he wants to go into all the world just for ourselves in that sense of the word. But as we go into all the world, we want to be kind of aware of other people and their needs. And, you know, a lot of the stories I've told are the kind of same thing is that as you go somewhere, be aware of the people around you. Don't be, so to speak, all caught up in your social media, your phone and things like that, because God may give you an opportunity. And here's how the story ended. She, the guy thanked her and da 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 and they thanked each other and the clerk was excited and she finally said, you know what, I just want to tell you that, that God blessed you or something like that, she said, that God blessed you today. And I love the way that she added about God because we want to bring up God, his goodness and his kindness and his love to other people. They don't know it. Maybe some of them do or you know, maybe, of course, we might be some believers and stuff, but a lot of people don't know that. Maybe they don't believe it or just haven't experienced it before. So we want to add, if you, if you go in and do some good things for people, don't just make it, I call it like a, a social service agency. Well, I'm just going to supply them food or I'm going to pay the rent or something like that. Which These things are all good, but let's add, hey, God used me today or God wanted to bless you or God led me here or as I was sitting there watching you and as my items were kind of going up, okay, from my cart to the belt, God kind of put it on my heart or maybe you just got inspired inside yourself. 
all right? And we know that God works inside of us at all times. So sometimes maybe it was God. And we don't have to like get real legalistic. Was it God or not? But just do things for other people. And again, bring up God, okay? Well, today I also want to share a little bit before I get into Romans. I want to encourage you. You know, I encourage you, the people that listen to the program or maybe hear the podcast now, I encourage you to go into all the world and I'm trying to encourage you. And of course, when you go into all the world, you want to kind of be upbeat. You want to be kind of full of spirit, if you would. But today I want to talk just real quickly, a couple of scriptures about teaching, or excuse me, a couple of scriptures and some teaching on living the Christian life. Because, you know, sometimes we all face trials. Sometimes we face maybe uh, difficult times or maybe deep, dark, difficult times. And we know that God is with us. And if you're listening today and you're not sure, the Bible says he will never leave us or forsake us. Okay. And we get into trial. I know back in the day, I would sometimes run from God and maybe think, well, I'm not doing good or maybe I sinned or, you know, it was a a lot of it was bad teaching. I just didn't understand what I was doing or how to relate to God. But now I know I can come boldly to the throne of his grace and I know he'll never leave me or forsake me. And Maybe I turn left instead of going right, and I know, you know, he's still with me. So anyways, I want you to know that, first of all, he's still with you. Secondly, you can come boldly to the throne if you're in a time of need, okay? I think I've told you a couple stories. Remember the one about Alice, the tutor that, you know, kind of chewed me out at first and really kind of got in my case? And again, I've mentioned some others. Well, I had to stop and pray a little bit. I had a need, and I said, God, I need some help or... The, whatever the avenue, if you want to call it, the approach I made didn't go too well at all. In fact, I'm kind of lucky to come out of the meeting, you know, unscathed, if you would. But uh, God can, he can be there and he can help us. And then secondly, I want to say that, you know, sometimes when we're in the wilderness and, you know, last three or four years, I've, I've mentioned a couple of times, I've kind of kind of gone through a, a kind of a biggie type trial in that sense of the word and had to learn to fight some battles in my mind that I wasn't doing and wasn't taking authority over some thoughts that were kind of constantly attacking me. But it was an article by, uh, was kind of quoted Bishop T.D. Jakes and basically he said this, he said, in the time of our deepest need, especially in the wilderness, it's where God most clearly reveals his care for us. And sometimes he uses that or many times he uses that to refine us for his purposes. And he makes a statement, there's something that, about going through dilemmas and crises that bring us to the place where we discover things about God, which we, have not, or we would not have known under other circumstances. So again, we would not have known those things unless we went through a trial like this, or we went through some kind of a darkness or a crisis or a wilderness type of thing. And we want to see, okay, that God is who he is. And we want to be able to say that because the reason is, one, I want to live that Christian life. I want to walk that walk. But then when others ask me, is is your heavenly father faithful? Does he help you both in the good times and, of course, the bad times, the wilderness, the darkness? And I can honestly say that he does. And so as we go through these times, let's remember, okay, in one of the scriptures I want to quote today is the second Peter 1, 3. It says, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life, the ups and downs, the triumphs, the trials, and godliness. And godliness is kind of our growth and our walk and our maturity and our character. We've gotten all that through the knowledge of him. So as we learn more about Christ and who he is and what he's done for us, we can kind of understand ourselves better. And we can say that if God said he's given us everything for life, okay, 
and godliness, we have everything we need. In other words, we have an answer to every single issue. And a while back, I'd mentioned, you know, if you feel you've lost your keys, so to speak, God knows where your keys are. And I have a few people challenge me like that. I said, will you spend enough time with God and you start asking him where the keys are, he'll show you where the keys are, okay? So if God can run the, the universe, he can definitely find your keys, okay? And again, we say he's kind of outside of time, if you would. And so he sees those keys. He knows exactly where they are. But <clears throat> my point is, remember, he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So I'm going to encourage you that today. And maybe some of you are going through the wilderness. Or you're going through a trial. Well, be encouraged in your spirit, okay? Be encouraged in your heart that God has given us all things for, that pertain to life. And he does work all things together for good. So maybe I made a decision that allowed me to get into trial or kind of pushed me into trial or I walked into trial that maybe God didn't necessarily have planned for me. But guess what? He works that for good and he's always with me. He'll never, ever leave us or nor forsake us. Okay, well, God bless you today. Let's go back to Romans. We've been away for, well, I guess, a couple programs now. So I'm going to start in Romans 4.20, and we want to come back and kind of look at this. I think another, if you want to call it goal or focus of this program is to, first of all, encourage you, second of all, to give you some how to live the Christian life, because, again, you have to be able to live as a Christian to be able to go into all the world. If your life is kind of messed up or you're kind of being afflicted, it's very hard to be effective out in the world. And then finally, I want to give you some good doctrine, things that will either build you up or allow you to counter some of the things that maybe cults or other groups tell you or, or people that just don't know. You want to be able to set them straight, not just, so to speak, put them in line in some legalistic or harsh way, but say, hey, you're believing this or you're believing you got to keep the Ten Commandments or you got to keep the laws. And it's nice to do those things, but you don't have to do that because of what Christ did. And you can tell them that because you know the scriptures, you know the doctrine, okay, of Christianity, the Christian church. Well, let's go on to Romans 4.20. Here's what it says. It said, He, Abraham, staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And we say giving glory to God. I think a lot of us probably associate that with he gave praise to God. <clears throat> okay. So let's look at the word staggered here, and I'm reading a little bit out of a, a translation, some off the coat top of my head. He says staggered in this verse, translated from the Greek word, means to separate thoroughly, to withdraw from, to oppose, figuratively discriminate, hesitate. So again, what we're saying is Abraham didn't think about what was contrary to what the Lord had told him. He, he separated himself from those kinds. He withdrew from those kind of thoughts. He didn't hesitate. And that one thing, the point here this text makes is this, this means that we have, and as Abraham, we have to have a lot of humility. We have to realize it's not us doing these things. It's God working through us. All right. Remember, we were dead in our sins and now we're alive. We're a new creature because God has put something different inside of us. So a lot of things that he's put inside of us, he's kind of, if you want to call it, just trying to draw out. And was they're already there. God's already kind of worked it out. So if I walk in humility, okay, versus, so to speak, my own self-effort, all right, or trying to do everything on my own, all right, especially when I have no peace about doing it, um, I can become dependent upon God, and he can work those things through me, all right, versus me trying to figure them out or work them out, or how can I get this person to receive Christ, or, you know, Alice came off at me very 
mad that chewed a girl. Well, what can I do about that? Well, maybe I'll try to say this. Or, well, Gary, why don't you just pray about it? Why don't you just trust God? And again, just like Abraham, I'm not going to stagger through unbelief. If God can get me back in front of Alice, I bet she can give me some words that will soften her heart. Or that person on the football team that was kind of making fun of me and stuff in the huddle. Oh, man, you're a good quarterback. Man, that Jesus stuff is a bunch of junk. Well, God, help me to say something to that person that, that might, you know, might change them. Or maybe I need to just pray that God will soften his or her heart. Maybe it's not something that Gary could or couldn't say. Maybe it's just something that God needs to do. Well, if you look back at Abraham, remember he and Sarah, they kind of tried to help God out. They, uh, they, they came up with Ishmael. You know, Abraham went into Hagar and they thought that was the first plan. Well, that wasn't the best plan, but uh, they did produce a child. And guess what? That child ended up causing Abraham and of course the Jewish nation a lot of problems. Another issue when we see something like he did not stagger at the promise of God through unbelief, Here's what Abraham did. He refused to consider anything, anything, okay, <clears throat> that was unbelief, okay? Or he refused to consider natural facts that might have caused unbelief. You know, a lot of times we think of, well, gee, in the modern world, we've got to do this, we've got to analyze that, we've got to, okay, look on Facebook, what about this, what about that, how do these things add up? Well, a lot of times we don't see that these facts can, so to speak, generate unbelief. Well, Abraham, you're like 99, and Sarah, she's like old, and maybe her womb is kind of dried up, and da-da-da-da-da. So again, when we look at facts by themselves, okay, a lot of times they can cause either unbelief or draw us away, if you would, from the promise of God. So here's a good point. When we have clear direction from God's Word, okay, we have to, so to speak, not consider anything else. God says, I'm going to supply your needs. Well, then focus on that promise versus, well, I can't figure out how God's going to do it. I just want to keep worrying. The Bible says do everything without grumbling and complaining. Well, it's easy to grumble and complain. Well, it is, but that's not right. And we'd be not careful. Satan's going to take that and make us a mess. And once we get to be a mess, then it's going to be, so to speak, God's going to go, hey, I'm not going to answer the prayer because they're praying to miss or they're really kind of praying on themselves or they're kind of caught up, da-da-da-da-da. So back to the point again, if you have clear direction from the Word, and a lot of times we know what car to buy, what person to marry, what house and stuff, there may not be a clear direction. But what we want to do, okay, is pray about those things so we get peace. Then we want to say, okay, I'm going to consider certain facts, but if those facts seem opposed or against God's Word, then I'm going to let them sit down, okay? The Bible says, by His stripes we're healed. Well, I may not see healing instantly, but guess what? If it says I'm healed, I'm going to be healed. You know, I was praying with a brother today. I asked him to pray for about an issue, and he did. And he said basically the same prayer. I'm going to pray. I know that by his stripes, Gary's healed. And that was an area. And I've, I've stood for some healing for myself, and I've been healed, and I've stood for healing for others, or so to speak, laid hands on them or believe for them. So again, I don't want to just look at facts that are contrary to God's word. If the Bible says by his stripes you're healed, then I want to meditate on that. I don't want to stagger, so to speak, at so to speak, some of these facts that might cause me to look the other way. Another thing that Abraham did, we mentioned that he was giving glory to God. The Bible says that we equate, or Jesus equated praise with strength. Praise, definitely if you think about it, it helps keep our mind, okay, stayed on God and what he's doing. 
And I cannot be praising God and keeping my mind on the problem. Father, I thank you. I thank you in Jesus' name. I thank you that you're working in my situation. That's far different than questioning or doubting or, oh, I hope God's going to do Oh, I wish so. You know, kind of that complainy, whiny type thing. Let's begin to be just like Abraham. Give glory to God and be strong in praise. And I think, again, there's another scripture that says, you keep praising, it'll make you strong in faith, okay? Um, Another thing when you see a promise like this or any of the promises in the Word, think about this. If I follow, if I put faith, if I put trust, and I act upon the promises of God, guess what? That brings glory to God. Gee, Gary, you stood, okay, about for that one that illness, or you stood for that financial need, or maybe you stood for somebody down the street, somebody you were trying to lead, an Alice or somebody like that, and God came through. Well, obviously, that gives glory to God. People go, wow, you prayed and God answered. You prayed and God opened Alice's heart. You prayed and this door opened, okay? Conversely, of course, a person who disbelieves the promise, okay, Does that bring, so to speak, glory to God? No. In fact, a lot of ways it kind of dishonors God. So we want to be careful that we're not, you know, grumbling and complaining. And we want to say, God, here's your word. I mean, here's your promise in the word. Stick on that. And I'll tell you another thing in just a second about that. Let me read 421 first. It says, And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And notice it said Abram wasn't just persuaded, he was fully persuaded. I think many people have the idea that the promises of God are true, but they kind of stop short. And the point, one of the points in the text that I was reading from, it said, you know, you want to meditate on God's word, meditate, okay, on the promise or the area that you're thinking about. Meditate on, until you become fully persuaded. God will honor your faith. He will honor what you do as far as seeking him about healing or about this, that, or the other. And he'll begin to give you stronger faith, okay? Or your faith will be, let's say, better developed, if you would. All right? And once you keep meditating on the word, pretty soon all doubt will be removed. And that's a wonderful place to be. Another issue sometimes with believing God is, and this is, I'm going to quote a little bit from a text. It says, you know, God made our hearts a certain way. And what our hearts give attention to, or what we focus on, that's what our heart will believe. And whatever we neglect, that's what our hearts will disbelieve. And there's a few different scriptures that kind of relate to that. So again, if we allow ourselves to meditate on our problems and all the reasons it looks impossible, okay, for God to move in a situation, then we will believe that our problems are bigger than God. And that's why it says, you know, give glory to God, stagger not in unbelief, Give glory to God. Magnify God over your mountain. Remember, we want to speak to the mountain. And not some supernatural, I'm just going to speak to the mountain, it's going to disappear. But no, there's a doubt in my heart. There's fear in my heart. There's worry in my heart. I'm going to speak to that mountain of fear. I'm going to speak to that mountain of doubt. Because I know that God has not given me a spirit of fear. I know that he wants me to believe. You know, Romans 11:6 6 is, he honors our faith. Those that come to him must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those, okay, that fear him, that trust in him, that think that he'll come through. He'll reward us, okay, for being faithful to what we see in the word, all right? All right, so let's go back here a little bit. <clears throat> for Roden 422, it says, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. 
So Abraham, we've got to start in verse 20, did not stagger at the promise he was going to be the father of many nations. He was going to have a child. Through that child would become many nations. So he had to stagger at two or three different steps, if you want to call it along the way. And he didn't. So then what happened to Abraham? It was credited or imputed to him unto righteousness. And I'll read a little bit about imputing out of a text. It says, imputing is an accounting term. It's speaking of recording our debts or crediting to our accounts. This is kind of made clear in 2 Timothy 4.16. An example of this is a credit card. When we purchase something with a credit card, we don't actually pay for the item at time, but we give the clerk or the person taking our card a credit card that has information on it so he can charge or, so to speak, bill, all right, our house, ourselves, our card, if you would. <clears throat> if the clerk didn't record the information then, of course, there would be no sale imputed to us. We could, they might send it to somebody else, so they, oh, we made a mistake, well, maybe they have to eat that or something like that, all right? But if the sale is imputed to us, guess what God did? He said he reconciled the world on himself by not imputing our sins to us. Again, he reconciled, this is 2 Corinthians 5, 19. He reconciled us to himself by not imputing our sins. Well, what happened to our sins? Well, I'm sure most of you listening, or if you know the word, you would know this. He imputed our sins unto Jesus. He took our sins and he gave them to Jesus, put it on Jesus' account, on Jesus' bill, if you would. All right. <clears throat> but God said, hey, I'm going to take this credit card, the credit card of Jesus, if you would. All right. And I'm going to take all the sins of the world and I'm going to place it on Jesus account. Bang, it's on his account. Bang, it's not on Gary. It's not on Russ. He's our station manager. It's not on Stu Epperson, you know, from the Truth Network. It's, it's, it's on Jesus Christ. OK, so if this transaction doesn't show up on my account. Let's say I'm thinking of a credit card thing. If I give the clerk and say, here's my card, I should see a $100 charge. If it doesn't, guess what? It somehow got imputed to somewhere else, or maybe got lost, if you would. But in this case, God paid our sins by putting it or imputing it to Jesus. So we don't have any charges on our account. Think about that. You don't have any sin a charge to you. You know, back in the day before the law was given, it said there was sin in the world, but that was not, if you want to call nobody was accountable for it because there was no law given. But once the law was given, accountability came in. Now, however, we know that Jesus, of course, superseded that. He said, I'm going to bear your sins. I'm going to be on the cross. You're going to, your sins are going to be charged to me. All right? And we all know the phrase we're justified is like which just as if we'd never sinned okay we are justified well, let's go to Romans 4 23 now it's not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him and this is kind of the same thing I was talking about it was not written for him alone it was written for our part too it was not just written okay for Abraham it was written for us so we know that our sins have been imputed to Jesus okay um, Romans 4:24, but for us also to him it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. So what happened? Again, we've kind of mentioned this. He paid the price for us to receive salvation. We don't earn salvation. It's not by works. It's not by keeping the law. It's not by some education or birth or nationality or, or things like that. It's basically we know it's a gift from God. 
Why is it a gift? Because Jesus paid the price. And all you have to do is receive the gift that was paid for or imputed, if you would, our sins imputed onto Jesus. So that's how we do. We receive this gift by faith, okay? We call upon the name of the Lord. It says that everybody shall be saved. They can be saved because there's no more sin issue. It's already been imputed. All right. Last verse, and we'll end here with Romans 4.25, and we'll stop the program, or the program will end today. It said, He was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Right? What a trade. Jesus took all of our sins were imputed to him. He took all of our sins. And what did he do? He imputed righteousness to us. So we went from dead in our sins to right with God. We went from serving the devil to serving God. We went from living in the, so to speak, the kingdom of this world to the darkness of the world. We've been translated, okay, into heavenly places. Look, what a great trade that is. Think of all the wonderful things that happened because he bore our sins. We're now alive unto God. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Let's honor the faith. Let's honor what's happened to us. Then we can go into all the world and tell others. Well, God bless you again. And thank you so much for joining me today. Have a great week and join me again as we go into all the world.